The Boston Bruins lost in a shootout to the New York Rangers on Tuesday and another very strong performance from Jeremy Swayman. Tyler Toffoli made an immediate impact for the Calgary Flames in his debut, leading me to wonder if the Bruins can even afford a similar type trade for that kind of impact player. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, February 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button. I believe yesterday we passed the 200 subscriber mark on the YouTube channel. Would love to see that continue to grow. Uh, For those of you who are new to the podcast, again, my name is Ian, lifelong Bruins fan, been covering this team for various outlets for about 17 years now. And uh, you can follow along at ENC McLaren, my hockey tweets, dad jokes. You can find the podcast as well at Locked NHL Bruins. I want to start with some trade talk here today as we look ahead to the March 21st trade deadline. One big deal has already taken place. And that was the Montreal Canadiens sending 29-year-old winger Tyler Toffoli to the Calgary Flames for a 2022 first-round pick, a 2024 fifth-round pick, uh, forward Tyler Pitlick, and prospect Emil Heinemann. Heinemann, I believe, was a second-round pick who was acquired by the uh, Flames in a deal involving Sam Bennett. So he was originally drafted by Florida, and uh, he was selected 43rd overall in 2020, still playing over in Sweden, 16 points in 36 games so far this season. So, you know, decent prospect coming back to the Montreal Canadiens as as well as a first-round pick a fourth-round pick, and uh, Tyler Pitlick, who, yeah, a bit of a bottom bottom six forward uh, for the Calgary Flames. He had two assists in 25 games a season. He was a second-round pick back in 2010. Uh, Toffoli played his first game for the Calgary Flames last night. He scored a goal, and to show you how he's improved the team. He's actually starting on the third line for the Calgary Flames, playing with Sean Monaghan and Dylan Dubé, which would be on many teams much higher than a than a third line. So it made me think about our Boston Bruins, their needs, uh, a center, second line center, uh, help on defense, scoring winger perhaps, 
um, can they even afford to make a comparable deal for a player like Tyler Toffoli, for a player like JT Miller in Vancouver? Now, remember with Toffoli, he is under contract, uh, not just through this season. So that makes things uh, a bit grander in terms of return. He's under contract uh, this season, two more additional seasons at a very manageable cap hit of 4.25 million. JT Miller in Vancouver under contract balance of this season and next so one more season at 5.25 million. We we know that um, Don Sweeney does like to acquire players who are under contract, not necessarily pure rentals. Uh, they were kind of burned by that in the Rick Nash trade, uh, where not only was he a rental, but he didn't even really play that much because of those injury issues. And we saw part of that return. Uh, last night in the form of Ryan Lindgren, who plays on the top pair for the Rangers with Adam Fox. He'd be a pretty good defensive partner for a guy like Charlie McAvoy right about now. So say you want to acquire a guy like JT Miller. Um, Side note, Bo Horvat might be an even more attractive target for me if you're looking at the... Uh, Vancouver Canucks. I don't know if he's available, but you're looking at a first round pick in 2022, which the Bruins do have another pick perhaps this year, next, maybe in a couple years, probably a guy like Jake Stanika, perhaps your whole in the prospect category and another roster player, probably in the form of Jake DeBrusque. The Bruins technically can afford that. Does it make them better? I mean, it's it's difficult to say. Usually you look at a trade and you say, who knows what the futures will be? Who knows what the draft picks will be? Even prospects. Who knows what Jack Stanika can be? Uh, Jake DeBrusque, we kind of know what he is at this point, but with the change of scenery, he could really – you know, take his game to another level and uh, become the player that we think he can be. Is all of that worth acquiring JT Miller for this season and next? That's a question that that Don Sweeney is going to have to ask as we march ahead to the trade deadline here in a couple of years. Now, or a couple of years, in a couple of weeks. Now, here's the thing for me. The Bruins clearly are heading... I don't want to say heading towards a rebuild, but to a um, retool at the very least. There's some uh, question as to whether Patrice Bergeron will be back, how much longer he'll be able to play, although he is, you know, at the top of the Selkie Trophy conversation at the moment. Um Claude Giroux is another target that they could look at, but it seems as though he wants to go to um, Colorado. 
Thomas Hurdle, he's perhaps talking about a contract extension with the San Jose Sharks. It, it really seems as though he's interested in getting a long-term deal uh, at, you know, age 28. The kind of package I just mentioned for a guy like JT Miller might not be enough to get a Thomas Hurdle. A first, Stanika, DeBrusque, another pick. You might have to throw in a Fabian Lysel, upgrade the prospect. Um, with the Bruins heading towards some more uncertain times, do you want to give up your top prospect for maybe one, maybe two more runs here with this, what remains of the core? Do you want to give up your first round pick in 2022 um, when you're already, you know, a bit thin when it comes to high-end prospects. For a hurdle, you maybe do that because you're going to stay competitive with a guy like that in the mix. JT Miller, a little less uncertainty. And hurdle, you kind of want some assurances that he'll be around. So the Bruins are kind of in a bit of a sticky spot right now where you wonder – how much they're willing to give up to try to be competitive this season next in an Eastern conference. That's incredibly competitive or do they stick with the group that they have hope for the best and keep one eye on the future and not give up uh, any promising prospects or a, uh, a first-round pick, which would be even more expensive. Stanika doesn't seem like he's a favorite of Bruce Cassidy's. He could be thrown in. I'd like to see and kept. I think he's been pretty good. Lysel, I'd rather see him remain in the Bruins organization. So the question is, can the Bruins afford to make a deal like this? Yes, but is it worth it? That's what Don Sweeney is going to have to uh, to debate internally and ultimately make a decision on prior to March 21st. Now, as he's making the decisions, perhaps he wants to boost his energy with a built bar. Uh, it's the time of year that people are giving up on their New Year's resolutions. Not this year. Many are sticking to them and eating right thanks to built bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution, to be honest, because they're actually so good to eat. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting offerings. They're the first ever protein, uh, sorry, marshmallow infused protein bar. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, not just a protein bar. It's really a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. All their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, puffs included. It's real chocolate and Somehow they keep them low on calories, low on sugar, low on carbs, high on protein. So you don't have to feel bad about enjoying this delicious treat. They're all about the taste. They make it delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. They pull it off every time. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Olympic Hockey Daily, presented by Locked On NHL. 
It's a bonus podcast covering all the action in Beijing, and you can find it on the Locked On NHL podcast feed, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Bruins did play a game last night. They were beat 2-1 to one in a very odd, entertaining shootout uh, decision at Madison Square Garden. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, very strong once again in net. Uh, he said it was very cool to be in Madison, Gar- Madison Square Garden for the first po- time. Um, definitely a sentimental game for him. And, uh, you know, his dad, Ken, grew up in Brooklyn, watched a lot of Rangers games there while he was growing up. Uh, he wasn't able to be there last night, but um, Swayman's sister was in attendance, which is pretty cool. And um, he said, coming out with one point isn't as satisfying. So he can't wait to come back and get the two points. He made 33 saves, including, or sorry, and a five more in the shootout to help the Bruins get the win. Uh, good for his confidence to go head-to-head with Igor Shesterkin, who's one of the best goalies in the NHL at the moment and probably the favorite for the Vesna Trophy uh, at this point in the season. There was a bit of drama in this one. Shesterkin bumped by Craig Smith uh, in overtime, was allowed to stay in the game, uh, but then he was pulled with about 40 seconds remaining in overtime and was able to come back for the uh, for the shootout. Jake DeBrusque, Charlie Coyle scored on two of their first three attempts, but then the Bruins went six straight rounds without a goal, kind of raising some eyebrows in terms of selection. Um, I was a bit critical of um, Bruce Cassidy for the the selection when it came to uh, who made the attempts. Uh, like I mentioned, there was um, a successful attempt by DeBrusque, another successful attempt by Charlie Coyle, and uh, then things got a little weird as um, Cassidy went with David Postrock. That's understandable. Then he went with Eric Howla, Taylor Hall, okay, Charlie McAvoy, Trent Frederick, and Nick Foligno and Craig Smith to end things off. I would have liked to have seen uh, Jack Stanika get a get a get a shot there as a more of a skilled guy. Uh, in reading the comments from post game, it seems like it's not just um, Bruce Cassidy's decision. He said, "You're putting guys out that have scored a little bit in the league." Uh, goalie coach Bob Essensa has a lot better idea because he runs that end of practice, which is interesting. Uh, so you go with a guy that's been hot recently. That's probably why Trent Frederick was added. Uh, he's been playing pretty well in the time he's had with Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith. Uh, might tilt toward a shooter versus a deeker. We saw a lot of guys come in and just kind of try to shoot it past the Sturkin, which didn't really work. Uh, they weren't sure, to be honest with you. Uh, they were expecting Georgiev to stay in, so it kind of messed with their strategy. Uh, Pick the first three guys. That's 
pretty much going to be the same. Uh, but as they got deeper into the shootout, they weren't quite sure who to go for. So uh, kind of weird. Charlie Coyle, I talked about him yesterday needing to, you know, step up. It's a good opportunity for him with Brad Marchand and Patrice Bergeron out of the lineup. He scored once again. Uh, he did leave in the second period after getting cut by Swayman's skate and requiring stitches. It was nothing too crazy. Uh, he did score again in this one. Uh, the Rangers, you know, they're up there in the standings. The Bruins wanted to jump on them early, get the lead right away. Uh, the ice was kind of tilted in New York's direction after that. Uh, but the Bruins, you know, they had the opportunity to get the two points. Uh, ultimately came away with one. Can't complain too much about that in a road game against the Rangers uh, without your two best players. They did have the edge in five-on-five chances and high-danger chances. You know, so maybe they, you know, coming away with two points would have been formidable, but getting the one is uh, is totally fine, and hopefully – they're able to um, keep it going tomorrow night against the New York Islanders, a team that's well below them in the standings, and they need to uh, continue to keep down there for uh, for the balance of the season in order to lock up that playoff spot. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where to find the next fire coach, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It's the best spot for scores, podcasts, and news. And it's not just basketball, obviously. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, right to Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline, where the game starts. If you're looking for parts for your car van or truck look no further than rock auto with the ever-increasing numbers of mix and models it's almost impossible for your local chain store to stock all the parts you need so why endure point lists or seemingly intimidating questioning when you have a computer and access to rock auto at home even in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto i have a honda odyssey Fuel pump is about $350 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Boom. They're a family business and they've been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need for brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to their easy to use website right now to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Finish off with some news and notes from around the NHL. As we record, I am keeping an eye on the Canada-Sweden quarterfinal game. Uh, For you American listeners, my condolences for the loss to Slovakia today. If you saw former Bruin Miroslav Shatan, he on Twitter, he posted a video of some kids in Slovakia celebrating, which which was pretty cool. Big game tonight, obviously. Canada-USA women's game. 
I don't know if I'll be able to stay up for that a bit too late for me, but uh, all the best to you who are able to stay up and watch. A lot of trade rumors flying around. Uh, I mentioned Claude Giroux earlier. There was a report that he preferred Colorado, St. Louis, or Minnesota. That has been debunked um, by some more notable uh, reporters, uh, Michael Russo, um, Pierre Lebrun, uh, reporting Drew's agent has permission to speak with other clubs to compile a short list of destinations if he's willing to be traded within the next several weeks. Uh, the Bruins were mentioned on TSN last night as a possible uh, suitor for Ben Sherratt, defenseman with the Montreal Canadiens, who, uh, you know, somewhat instrumental in their run to the Stanley Cup final last year. Uh, not an offensive guy at all, but... Uh, left-hand shot, similar to a Derek Forbord, I would say. Uh, not sure if it's worth giving up a high draft pick to acquire him. Again, everybody keeps talking about left side. The Bruins have Grizzlick, Riley, Forbord right now, Vakanine coming back. If they're going to go for something bigger or add defensive, I'd like to see them add on the right side, maybe a John Klingberg. Uh, from Dallas would be an option. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of rumors out there, a lot of reports. Uh, be sure to uh, vet uh, who it's coming from. When I worked at the score as a news editor, you know, there was a handful of uh, reporters that we would basically aggregate or trust as reliable sources. You want to hear from the team as the most reliable source, but you know, there's your Elliot Friedman's Chris Johnston's Bob McKenzie when he's in the game, Darren Drager, Pierre Lebrun did I already say him. These kind of reporters are the ones that you want to listen to the most um, until you hear it from them or ultimately the teams uh, take things with a grain of salt, especially this season with, or this time of year with so much going on. I think that's pretty much it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for listening again. Uh, do check out the Locked On Bets podcast if you're looking for tips on daily betting action. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the game against the Islanders and catch you up on all things black and gold here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.